talking about the issues that matter to Montana statewide. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Oh, we're already laughing, of course. I, I asked John Jackson. John, I ask you, we got John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter with us here for not just the most unwoke hour of the week, but he's going to stick around for two hours. It's going to be the most unwoke two hours of the week for you. But John, you and I, I was like, is the South Carolina primary today? And you're like, I think it's Thursday. And then I was like, or is it Saturday? Bottom line is like, Trump's going to blow them away. Like, we, does it really matter when the South Carolina primary is going to be? But I, isn't that funny? Because you and I, I mean... We read a lot. We listen to a lot. I, I like to think we're at least somewhat in the know here. And even we're like, yeah, when's the South Carolina primary? Bah, who cares? You know, it doesn't even matter. But but no, no worries, because today, Nikki, the Democrat Haley is going to have a state of the race press conference and tell us all how she's going to beat Donald Trump, even though she hasn't won a single state yet. Yeah. Were you were you looking at my notes when I went to get coffee? I was not. I left. I, man, I I left my computer up. I should have locked my computer before I left the room. <laughs> He's probably you know sending tweets on my behalf. <laughs> but no, literally, what I was going to start off the show by uh, with a disclaimer for our listeners here today. Hey, we've got John Jackson with us for the next two hours, but. We are. There might be a frago. We are going to interrupt our live coverage. If Nikki Haley starts giving her state of the race, we're going to have to break to it live. So there might be some time here where we don't hear from John Jackson this morning. Well, see, I'm the 13th guy. I don't know if you know that. You know, she, she, she ran through 12. Right? Right. She's got to get that 13th down. I, yeah. I, I'm looking at the streets below. People are, are chanting. There is a mob developing. They have pitchforks. I'm just kidding. We are not going to interrupt John Jackson <laughs> for Nikki Haley's state of the race Did you address. See that tweet? Did you see that tweet from Nikki Haley? No, which she one? She puts out this, this tweet over the weekend that says, I've, I've gone through 12 fellas. Just one more to go. Oh, so that was the 13th man reference. Yeah. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and everybody's like, oh, of course, you know, she got mocked. I mean, nonstop, endlessly for this. And she never deleted the tweet. <laughs> of course, the, the biggest one was everybody's like, is your husband out of town again, Nikki? What's going on there? See, if if Travis wasn't a good ranch kid, he would have, uh, you know, Tupac uh, playing in the bumper music. I get around. You know? <laughs> 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 That's hilarious. Oh, man. Uh, hey, um, you know, a while back, actually, we remember when we were in Vegas at the SHOT Show? And this will just show people how much coverage and content we had at the SHOT Show. We had just interview after interview after interview. Remember when I was reading some of my news alerts and I saw former Democrat Governor Steve Bullock was in yep. some – he was in a movie – playing the president in a movie and uh, apparently teaming up in this uh, Sundance Film Festival movie with him was uh, Colonel Alexander Vindman. Remember Colonel Cupcake? Colonel Cupcake. Colonel yep. Cupcake. And uh, and I just, and we, so you and I, we never talked about it on air, but we were joking off air about, what would you call this movie with, with Vindman and Bullock? You know, like Colonel Cupcake and and Lockdown, uh, you know, Boy Wonder. So we, we came up with a bunch of funny movie titles, but I, I forget what all it's we came the, it's up the with. Other guys. That's, that's it, right? It's the other guys, yeah. I, I'm going to go with Colonel, Colonel Cupcake and Boy Wonder. Uh, but speaking of, uh, of Boy Wonder, uh, the Democrats have an LG candidate. We'll get to that next.
Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. And now, Deep <laughs> Thoughts with John Jackson. That was such a nice, slow intro there. They're like, we're going to calm John Jackson down. We're going to simmer down a little. Deep Thoughts with John Jackson now. That Welcome was, to that was NPR. Nice. Yeah. Welcome to the... Today, <laughs> after we go into Shavasana in our yoga class, we are... <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we got to just start with this one. So, uh, so the Democrat candidate for governor, I mean, it's just hysterical. The guy is a gun control activist. He, he was an advisor to Joe Biden's presidential campaign. He's on the Giffords, uh, you know, outfit that lobbies for gun control to take away our gun rights and to take away our guns. He got paid $150 an hour by the state of California to testify on behalf of their gun control laws. And that's the Democrat candidate for governor so far. But, John, big news, he announced – well, it's not big news, but, uh, you know, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll pretend it's big news. He announced his running mate, the guy he's going to have as his running mate yesterday. i got to be honest. I was shocked. I thought he'd have some radical abortion activist female as his running mate. But instead, he, like, picks another, like, boring white guy, I guess. Uh, diversity for thee, but not for me. Right, Aaron? Yeah. Look, look at these guys' pictures right here. I mean, I mean, look at me. I mean, I didn't know that Broadway tryout season was, was with us already. But you look at the two of them, you can just see as soon as they took that picture, it's one, two, three, kick. One, two, three, kick. Come on, girls. Jazz hands. Cue up you the know? slow bumper music once again. Well, you know, if you're going to... so. So Ryan, but so for those of you who haven't heard yet, um, Raph Graybill is the is, is is his running mate. Jake Eaton, conservative political consultant, Jake Eaton. Yeah, I mean he had a, a great reaction. He says, "Wow, Kansas gun grabber Lion Ryan Bussey is so desperate. He picks a running mate that lost his last election by one hundred thousand votes." Raph Graybill was the lawyer to former Democrat Governor Steve Bullock. Uh, but, but before we talk more about that, um, I like where you're going with this uh, show tunes analogy here, <laughs> this Broadway analogy. Because, yeah, looking at the two of these guys, is this Tots or, or is it Les Miserables? Is it Les, Les Miserables? Is it the Miserables, the Miserables, you know? If it gives you, it gives you any idea what a gun grabber this guy is, I was shocked out at, at SHOT Show. How many of those people know, not only know who he is, but utterly despise him? I mean, people in the firearms industry, they know and hate this guy because of his views on guns. Yeah, I mean, they basically consider him a grifter, somebody who would stab anybody in the back uh, in the industry to prop himself up. He profited off the industry, and now he profits off of attacking the industry. And and so just, just propping himself up, yeah. Uh, but... Uh, um, yeah. Anyway, but but yeah. Back to so so his running mate uh, that he chooses is is Raph Graybill, uh, younger guy. Um, now I'm assuming the reason why he picked him. The Democrats love Raph Graybill because 
his parents have a lot of money. Oh, there you go. And so he's a young liberal man with a lot of money, and so that's why they love him. And so he's got his daddy's money, and well, and, and so he's got his daddy's money, and so so that's why you know Bussy has has picked him as his running mate because he's got a lot of mommy and daddy's money, and he's he's kind of the darling of the liberal left. But he lost the last election by a hundred thousand votes. But not only that, so so now we have the gun grabber as the gubernatorial candidate. And the guy who was the lockdown lawyer for former Democrat Governor Steve Will, this was the lawyer telling the governor, yeah, p- tell people to shut up and wear their masks. Hey, governor, we should shut down churches but keep a Planned Parenthood abortion mills up and running. Well, don't forget. That's your LG candidate? Don't forget, you know, um, Fussy there. Um, he is dad, father to the climate lawsuit kids, all right? It's very important. That he, he's the guy that uh, pushed that, enabled it, and suborned perjury for from his own children so they could get up there and lie about this stuff on the stand. And where that would go is what all of these leftists want in a second Joe Biden term is the declaration of a climate emergency. You were talking about lockdowns and all that stuff. That's where they're going with all of this. They'd be locking down industry, locking down your businesses, COVID style. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, and, and you know, and, and in defense of Raf Graybill, I mean, did he lose the last election by 100,000 votes? Yes. But he was going up against Austin Knutson. And Austin Knutson is, is an incredible guy. He was Speaker of the House, he's, and he's now proven to be the best attorney general in the country. So, so yeah, so, so, so to slightly defend Raf Gray, Bill Hill, of course you got your clock cleaned by Austin Knutson in the last election. But, but man, if I wonder how much did Gianforte and Juris, how much did they beat uh, Bullock, or not Bullock, uh, Cooney, and who's the other running mate with Cooney? Or was Mike Cooney and who was the – now, see, now I forget. Tra, tri, trivia Travis. Wasn't it like seven that. points, six, seven points? It was, uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was a big, big yeah. margin. Um, but it's going to be even bigger in, in 2024, oh. I, I think, for Gianforte. But, yeah, the, the look on Gianforte's face out there at Chacho when he was asked – about that that guy running against him, he just gets this like it was like that cat in the hat, you know the, the well, no no the, the Grinch, you know the, the Grinch smiles like the smile on his face is like yeah I'm not not too not too sad about that because yeah, you and I we were at the the governor's panel uh, discussion at the shot show and there were like what eight governors on the stage including Sari Huckabee Sanders and uh, and Dave uh, Larry Keene from the National Shooting Sports Foundation says, "Hey, Governor, you're running against. Apparently, this Democrat's announced that he's running against you." And you and I were just like, "Oh man, this is softball, <laughs> softball, t-ball." And and so he gives us, "Well, you know," and gives us lengthy answer. And then at the end, he says, "Let's just say running against a gun grabber, I consider that as a gift." Uh, oh, it's, <laughs> it, it's, it's going to be a massacre. It's, it's just going to be make it stop. He's dead already. All right, phone lines are open for you. If you got something you want to talk about, 406-294-0970. Back right after this. Serving the great state of Montana. From the peaks of the Beartooths to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Hey, lots to talk about here with John Jackson, the Joker from Twitter, x.com slash private Joker US, PVT Joker US to follow John via Twitter. You can follow me, x.com slash 
Aaron Flint. Uh, and, you know, one of the great things about having John Jackson join us on the show is, A, we have a ton of fun. It's the most unwoke hour, or today, the most unwoke two hours of the week. So we just have a ton, a ton of fun. So if you're a pearl clutcher who gets easily offended, today's probably not your day. You're probably going to want to go listen to slow jazz or go watch Cats for the 50th time. Uh, you know, Ryan Bussey will have you over. You guys can go watch uh, Les Miserables together or something like that. You know, <laughs> don't two kick one two jazz hands and don't forget to stretch while you're at it here but uh yeah but we love taking your phone calls uh 406-294-0970 but john's got I, he's probably at close to a hundred thousand followers on uh, you're above a hundred thousand and every week he shows up he's over he's up another ten thousand followers on twitter i better get a commission out of this deal here <laughs> no no but it's great it's great having him on the show but but as a result not only do we hear some great montana callers when john with us, but he's got friends all over the, the world, frankly, via Twitter that will sometimes jump in on the conversation. Irene Almeida is one of those great ones. Uh, she's calling in from Portugal right now. Irene, great to hear from you. Hi, great to be, um, great to be on. Um, well, I was recently in Italy, and so I want to first, right off the bat, just confirm that the maestro when he said that there were no villas for rent in Tuscany. There are villas in Tuscany. I'm just going to get out of the way. Uh, but what I really wanted to talk about was um, the farmers' protest. So I was in Lisbon when the farmers' protest started, and, um, you know, I watched uh, the whole thing, and I watched the disinformation on television because I actually was in the middle of it, it, they exaggerated. They tried to make it seem like, um, you know, uh, there was a big uh, unruliness and all that, which it wasn't. And then I flew into Rome, and I happened to fly into, which I didn't realize was happening, the protest going on in Rome by the by the farmers. So I was able to watch um, the protest in Portugal. I speak. Uh, I'm fluent in Portuguese, and then I speak enough Italian um, to watch the news in Italy about what's going on, and I noticed that it was the same exact talking points, same disinformation, same wording, same follow-up thoughts, uh, questions, their hand-wringing was the same, and of course it all culminated in um, them saying, well, you know, we think that the farmers' protests have been infiltrated by the right-wing extremists, which, wow. of course, was not true. Um, you know, farmers have a legitimate gripe with their socialist governments. This has been coming on and it's been in the making for years. You know, we hear about it now, but it's, you know, going back to when the EU was formed. But it was insane to hear the same exact comments in two different languages, in two different um, countries, which does prove that there is this mass global effort to uh, control what the news that's disseminated. Oh, yeah. So in, in our, our listeners can, can identify with exactly what you're saying, but, but then can imagine it in different languages. Because we've seen the montages. I mean, even Jon Stewart, who was you know a liberal comedian on The Daily Show, would mock this in the media where he would show 50 different news anchors at 50 different TV stations all across America 
echoing the same thing, saying the exact same thing. So farmers across Europe have been have been you know protesting and and because you know they're they're getting they're they're being targeted with pulling a certain percentage of their land out of production, basically Green New Deal policies that would shut these farmers down, shut these ranchers down, shut these dairy farmers down. Um, I. When John and I were coming back from the SHOT Show in Las Vegas, I listened to a podcast with Dr. Jordan Peterson and Ava Vlardingerbrook. And one of the things she mentioned, you know, she they were detailing all of the things that they're doing to try to shut down the farmers in Europe. And and, and one thing she said is is she said how how the left in Europe and and to a certain extent the media they're they're basically trying to they're trying to quell these farmer protests by saying oh these are just white supremacists these are just white nationalists in Europe they were basically trying to compare these people to Hitler when these are farmers pushing back against fascist policies coming in the German government to shut down their farms yep absolutely so is that this is that the storyline they're running with then in in the media that that you're, they're using in multiple languages the same script basically to try to falsely depict the farmer protesters yeah they are they are and in fact they use the same tactics you know in in lisbon the farmers never made it into lisbon and they also didn't make it into rome but they were trying to blame the um traffic on the farmers and that's not true they never made it in it was actually when i was there and i and i was driving into lisbon it was uh the police were you know two and a half hours out and they made sure that everything was was fine there. but but that's not what, what was portrayed they also the farmers had bonfires at night it's just you know yeah, stay warm. Bonfires. Yeah. and and they were portraying that they kept i mean i don't know how many times every single shot across local news had that bonfire they wanted to make them look bad farmers they, were lighting up things yeah like um, they were burning down cities like like blm in america was doing or something that's fascinating insight irene almeida you can follow her via x.com as well uh thanks for the call all the way from portugal yeah john i mean i know our farmers and ranchers here in montana were listening intently to every word she was just sharing all units irene i say again Irene, if you saw Black Hawk Down, that's that's just oh. a great uh, great line from no. The what's what everybody has to understand, and we hit this on Twitter all the time. As much as you despise and know that uh say Joe Biden and Democrats and Tifa, call them whatever you want, BLM, as much as you know that they are your enemy, what you have to understand, your greatest enemy, the greatest threat to our national security is the mainstream media. They are the thing that drives all of this, enables all of it, covers all of it up. If if there is any way that you can pull the plug on them, do not, I mean, like when you're online, do not click on their stories, do not buy their newspapers, do not watch their TV channels, turn them off, starve them out. Right now, there are a lot, so many of them, they're like a Coke machine that's being rocked back and forth. It's going to, it's going to go over at any minute. You see that, Aaron, you know that from the newspapers and everybody push them push them push them we got to knock these people over 
Yeah, no, you're right. Don't even give them the clicks that they so desperately want. That's what they're trying to do to conservative talk radio and any conservative online content. That's why they will never give you credit when you break a news story first. They will never credit you. They will never. We could have done a story a week or two ago, and then you'll see a TV station or a newspaper do the story a week or two later. Same exact story. But they'll never give you the credit for it, uh, which is a violation of journalistic ethics. But but they don't care uh, because it's not about journalistic ethics. NBC News just did that to you here, what, uh, 10 days ago. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know if that was intentional. Yeah, but, you know, but uh, yeah, no, that's right. Good yeah. point. Uh, Francis in Big Fork on the phone lines, 406-294-0970, the number for you as well. Francis, what's on your mind? Oh, well, I went to Austin Knutson's fundraiser last night and he was telling us that the biggest thing in a certain our state you know is the supreme court well we got to keep pushing cory swanson and dan wilson and you know we got to start fighting harder because look what they did to trump i mean they set him up and you know sued him how many? It'll be over four hundred, about four hundred million. And I heard last night that he has to come up with that money before he can go to the Supreme Court. They're trying to stop him from going to the Supreme Court with the case. That's what. I, yeah, somebody was saying that. I think less than three forks messaged me and said like he has to, like it's not just okay. So they're trying to to basically force him to spend so much money that he loses Trump Tower in New York City and and some of his other properties. Uh, yeah. But then if okay, but well, he's going to appeal the decision. But then yes, less than three forks was saying well, even if he appeals, he has to post a bond, which is very costly in itself. So straight up yeah, political that's persecution. What the bond was they said it would have to be the full amount. I know, I asked what they were saying, but you never know what the truth is. Yeah, I saw uh, Lucas Schubert uh, must have been. Yeah, he was he was at that event last night as well. Um, uh, he's running for the legislature. He's called in before, but he he shared this via Twitter. Was just at a Flathead Republican Women event where AG Knutson spoke and took questions. We the people stand with the AG against the far left, corrupt Democrat hack judiciary and their bogus disbarment charges. Uh, so, yes, that is so bogus. You know, it's just about as bad as Trump's charges. You know, it's like he can't say anything against them and wants to get their emails, which they de- destroyed most of them. They did get a couple, and you know. But not enough to throw them down. Yeah, no, you're right. So basically they're trying to remove, these liberal lawyers are trying to remove AG, Attorney General Austin Knutson, off the ballot in Montana, just like they're trying to remove Trump off the ballot nationally. Uh, John Jackson Francis made a great point here. We've got two state Supreme Court seats up for election this year, and that's... That's, I mean, it's so important, but yet people get so excited about Congress and everything else. From a Montana standpoint, those two seats are incredibly important. Did you see, you know, they're, how they're trying to bankrupt Trump with that with that judgment. And they were just licking their chops at, at the thought of it, right? Until they turned around like 48 hours later and found out that he had done this merger with True Social that's going to make him billions of dollars. <laughs> and then they were just crying in their beer. How could this be? We thought, we, we thought the walls were closing in. Well, and if if business business owners haven't fled New York yet, they're looking at their exit strategy right now. You can guarantee it. All right, back after this. 
Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I gotta, I gotta put this aside. So, Francis and Big Fork was talking about our great Attorney General Austin Knutson, and yeah, I, I, I've got a, actually a great news story here that I, I want to share with our listeners, especially Great Falls, Kalispell. If you haven't heard this story yet, uh, J.P. Morgan, State Street, quit climate group. BlackRock steps back. That's a Reuters headline. Uh, but Stephen Moore says the climate change coalition is cracking up. And we've got a great statement here from Attorney General Austin Knutson about that very story that I want to share with you. But uh, but let's let's save that one for the nine o'clock hour of the show, because, I, John, I know we, we can have a lot of fun with some of these national uh, stories here in the meantime as well. First off, you were on Newsmax. Well, you, one of your tweets was on Newsmax. Was, was this last night? Yeah, it was, it was amazing. Adam, one of my followers sent it to me, and Newsmax put one of my tweets on the main screen of their broadcast. And what it was is about the NYPD. And, you know, the, everybody knows right now the NYPD is just overwhelmed. They are underfunded. All of their guys are quitting. They're completely demoralized. They're, they're in worse state they've ever been in. They've got their hands full yeah. with the crime and the illegal aliens and everything. They're yeah. being assaulted at, a, at record rates. It's just horrible. And here they are in the middle of this, funding a dance troupe of police officers to get up and dance on the media. And if that wasn't bad enough, they look absolutely ridiculous doing it. It was, it was just, it was just cringeworthy. And so, so they could at least be good dancers, and then you you could understand. Right? I, I put underneath that that tweet. I said, "I'm embarrassed for the whole department." And Newsmax caught that and put that up there. Uh, they, they forgot to include um, your lower third graphic, though, which is conservative influencer John Jackson. You know, Fox News when they picked up one of your tweets, they they were sure to properly attribute you as the conservative influencer. And John I think Jackson. I need to demand that introduction from you every Tuesday, Aaron. You need to include that in my title, conservative influencer. That's right, the Kardashian of conservative <laughs> Twitter, John Jackson. Well, and. I, I think we should get a Montana Talks mention when they, you know, conservative influencer, Montana Talks sidekick, John Jackson. I think we need, we need to we need to make sure that they fit it all in there. I'll put that. that in my bio on Twitter from now That's on. right. That's you right. have inspired me right here. That's going in my bio. I mean, everybody knows you're on Rumble with the Mighty Human Z, so you don't need to include that. He gets enough attention already. That's true. You know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 406-294-0970. Um, I was actually listening in while he was on the phone with Newsmax, uh, uh, calling on them to up, uh, update his bio when they mention him. And uh, all I could hear was, show me the money. <laughs> I love black people. Show me the money. Well, the tweet well, it, it came from this guy named Ann Wokeness, who has got to be oh, top yeah. five. Oh, yeah. got a big following, yeah. Top five conservative uh, influencer accounts out there. It has millions of followers. And so just my comment to his tweet got... Oh, I mean, I don't know how many views it was. It was thousands and thousands and thousands. One of the um, one of the themes I've noticed that you've been on in in some of your tweets that I've I've seen over the past few days, and, and I think you're spot on. Basically, you're sharing all these crazy stories out of all these woke liberal cities that are now facing all of these problems because of their policies. So, you know, New York City. I'm stuck in traffic. I can't go see my kid at the hospital because I got these woke white liberal climate protesters blocking the road. Well, you voted for this. Hey, my kids can't go to school because 
you know, illegal aliens have now taken over the school. Well, you voted for this. And uh, you had an example. Um, this was a breaking 911 tweet. 12-year-old Boston boy thought he had baseball practice this weekend. He didn't because illegal aliens have taken over his community center. Now, ask mommy and daddy who they voted for, son. That's the reason why you can't go play baseball. But uh, the question we've, we've been asking for, it's got to be a couple of years now, is at what point do these idiots reach their pain threshold and tap out? Just like, remember how they, they reached their pain threshold back in the 90s and voted in Rudy Giuliani, right? Say, when are they going to reach their threshold and figure out that Democrats are the ones that put them down this hole? These places that they live in have been run by Democrats for 30, 40, 60 years. When are you going to wake up? Yeah, so... I, th your tweets have inspired what could be a regular segment on the radio if we really wanted to do this. The, I would call it the, you voted for this <laughs> segment of the day, right? Or the, you voted for this segment of the week. This happened Saturday afternoon and by all accounts was a violent crime on a Chicago Transit Authority train that was in downtown Chicago at the time. Police say a 49-year-old man was beaten, choked, and robbed while riding that train. There was a quick response and police arrested four suspects within 45 minutes. They range in age from 18 to 22. All are facing serious felony charges of robbery and aggravated battery strangle. Yeah, and uh, John, but the, the, uh, the other interesting angle here, because of course that type of crime isn't new to the city of Chicago, but they were migrants, uh, apparently from a nearby migrant shelter. So that's today's You Voted for This segment. <laughs> illegals, you mean illegal immigrants. Exactly. Right? That, yeah. that, that's who they are, and they are coming in everywhere. And see, Trump made this, this point years ago. I want to say it was like 2016 when he was first running. He got up and said the absolute truth about all the crime and the rape and all the stuff that they were bringing to the United States. He was called racist and bigot and all this stuff. And he said, hey, well, somebody's doing the raping. Remember that famous line of his? <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. That this is what's happening. Do you think the uh, the scholars and the professors and, and and the the upright citizens from these countries are the ones streaming across the border? No, Th these countries are opening their jails to us, just like Fidel Castro did back in the eighties. That's who's streaming across the border right now. Yeah, exactly. And now, unfortunately, these innocent people riding the subway uh, got scars on their faces uh, because of what's what's going on right now. Uh, the illegal aliens beating up people on the uh, on the, the what is it the L train there in Chicago is that what they still call it? All right, let's go to Frank in Evergreen. Frank, thanks for the call. Did you have a quick question or comment? Oh, a comment here. I've got one hundred fifteen point five million dollars to donate to Trump. Um, I just got a voicemail uh, just a few minutes ago uh, from Atlantic City, or no, excuse me, Atlanta, Georgia. Apparently. Uh, they're not going to send out the prize patrol, but the publisher's um, clearinghouse sweepstakes says, I have won that much money, even though it's, I think the top prize is only $10 million. But all I have to do is call this number and give them my uh, account numbers, and away they go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, and how many people actually would fall for something like that, wouldn't they, Frank? Yeah, you know, I had a... And a, and a guy, a really, really, really good guy in, in Billings, uh, Charles, asked me, you know, hey, if we wanted to donate money to support Trump in this legal battle, what would we do? You know, and I was like, well, 
try not to do GoFundMe because, you know, they're scam artists. They're biased liberals. They'll they'll take their cut and then they'll try to shut you down. Um, there's give, send, go. But, man, John, it, it's tough to know. People want to help support Trump right now. But, man, there's so many people, so, so many scam artists out there that will try to take advantage of you and then take all the money for themselves. It, it's unbelievable how many people will use Trump's name in these scams. And a lot of them are political groups. But they're not affiliated with Trump at all, but they just use his name to get you to contribute. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why you, you got you to gotta be careful. And, and I've griped about these political consultants before. Now, I, I'm not saying all political consultants are bad. We need them. They do good work. They help us win elections. But sometimes these political consultants, they get paid whether you win or not. And so and so they want you to run so they can take a slice of your money. And so uh, so, yeah, always, you know, always beware of 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 folks and just make sure you do your research and your due diligence. I mentioned the mighty human Z. Let's mention him again because he's on the phone lines. Z, great to hear from you. Good morning, gentlemen, as the honorary historian of Montana talks, <laughs> I want to bring us back a couple of years when Lindsey Graham, who uh, our brother Blue in the podcast refers to, as Aunt B. Lindsey Graham looks just like Aunt B. Look it up. And that does not fail you there. Lindsey Graham years ago said, sit down, terrorist, sit down. And guess what? Mr. Putin told, told Lindsey, guess what? You're a terrorist. He designated Lindsey Graham as a terrorist. Thank you, Mr. Putin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So it's time for Lindsey to sit down. Thanks, Aunt B. <laughs> Man, I had to pull up Aunt B from the Andy Griffith show. <laughs> what was the kid's name? It wasn't Timmy. That was Lassie. Opie. Opie. Yeah, Opie. Yeah, yeah. Does that make you Opie then? If Lindsey Graham is Aunt B, are you Opie? Because you are from one of the Carolinas. So uh. it just, That just was. He's talking about that just came out this morning that Putin has officially designated Lindsey Graham as a terrorist and an extremist, which... If you know Lindsey Graham, you can't really argue with that very much. <laughs> I pulled up the vote. He does kind of look like Aunt B. That's oh, pretty crazy. Yeah, does, yeah. That reminds me. So Vinny and Livingston, uh, uh, you know, man, and I hope Vinny's all right. I haven't heard from Vinny in a while. But he was like Mr. Conspiracy Theory. He would call in with the craziest conspiracy theories. He called in. He said, Justin Trudeau is the love child of Fidel Castro. I looked up a photo. Holy cow, man. Uh, and apparently his mom did spend some time down there in Cuba with Fidel Castro. Apple so, don't fall too far from the tree. Now, 12th man, 13th yeah. man, I don't know. <laughs> we'll hold Nikki, it right there. Nikki, The truth and nothing but. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. The report states that while he was vice president, he kept notebooks in a White House safe for a time in contrast with his decision after leaving office, keeping them at home in unlocked, you know, cabinets, drawers. And Biden also knew that his staff decided to store note cards containing his classified notes in a secured, compartmented information facility. That's the report. And if, if he can't remember... That when he was pres vice president, if he can't remember when the year that he left office as vice president, if he can't remember the year he became vice president, how in God's name does this man become president of the United States? How do, how do you justify voting for him? What is the justification at this point? Keeping you on the straight path. Later today, it's the Sean Hannity Show. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. 
I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-575-9862. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at TRA.com or call 800-575-9862. That's 800-575-9862. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people. It's helped with Dinovite. Brought to you from the Montana Hot Spring Spas and Saunas Live Well, Feel Better Studio. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana. Montana is talking here. This is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, John Jackson, the joker from Twitter in the house with us here. He's going to stick around for another unwoke hour in the 9 o'clock hour of the show as well. So clutch those pearls and uh, kick back, uh, fill up your cup of coffee. John, do you have something on your list, of stuff that you want to talk about? Because I, I had other stuff I could roll right into, but I want to I want to give you the courtesy. I mean, you are a Southern gentleman. I am. I am and, a, at you know, my heart a Southern gentleman. And you're not a man. You're not a plan. You're not a plan. You, you're a man. You're not a plan. But but you're a nice companion for the show today, you know, because a man ain't a plan, but a man is a companion. I'm <laughs> telling everyone that we're companions. We're on the air, don't you realize? So you got a quote. You know, Fanny, I I really do want Fanny Willis to be the next city manager for the city of Bozeman, though. <laughs> I mean, she can get her fu money. They're gonna have to pay her in cash, but she can get her fu money. I know. so wish I was on the air with you last week when that was happening. <laughs> I I've never seen anybody go up on you know, take the witness stand on national television and just set fire to themselves like a Buddhist monk. Oh like my she goodness, did. that was just great. The, the comment I made on Twitter was, "You watched her testify. It was so arrogant." so unprofessional uh just just ghetto talk up there on the stand obviously lying i mean to anybody that has half a brain she's lying her butt off about that that cash money and everything but what you saw in that testimony was one of two things she already knows the outcome that's what it is she already knows how this is playing out so she didn't care she either knows the judge won't do anything or he's going to kick her off the case. She already knows what's going on, so she just decided she was just going to throw gas at everybody. Oh, yeah. Now, I, I'm assuming this was a topic you were planning to cover anyway because you've been keeping your eye on Fanny for quite some time now. Uh, and you mentioned it in Twitter yesterday that, you know, Fanny ran back to church, ran back to church. <laughs> right. so, uh, and then she's going back to church yesterday doing the Bill Clinton, you know, trying to get everybody on her <laughs> side everything. But she's a... Everybody has to remember, she is a Soros-funded DA. She's mm-hmm. a communist, racist bomb thrower. And she got up there and true to form. And you felt, you know who I felt so, kind of almost sorry for was her boyfriend, uh, was Nathan Wade, who tried to get up there and be somewhat of a professional. And then she came in right behind him. And like I said, just poured gasoline on herself and lit herself on fire. Was- I, I don't think our producer, Travis, understood them. A man ain't a plan uh, reference there. So one of the things Fannie Willis, you know, because basically she gave $650,000 of taxpayer funds to her boyfriend 
And then he took her on fancy vacations and she gave him money to prosecute Trump. And and that was the money. And so one of her lines was, a man ain't a plan, but a man can be a companion. You know, I paid in cash. I paid in cash for all this stuff. Anyway. You telling me how to pay my bills? Yeah, I am, Opie. Uh, <laughs> I was laughing. So uh, whenever I played basketball, you know, back in the 90s, south of Chicago, you know, whenever they'd make fun of, like, uh, a white guy that missed a basketball shot, they'd always call him Opie or something like that. You know, <laughs> oh, yeah. that was great. White so when you, had the amp, when you had the Aunt B reference and Opie, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, because, uh, yeah, if you were... A nerdy white guy on the basketball court, and you missed an important shot. They call you Opie right out the gates. But I do have a story for you here this morning, Aaron. I didn't know if you saw the books for uh, sainthood have been opened, um, and it is a short book. Right there on the first page, right when you open it, is George Floyd. Uh, right on the, uh, it's the sainthood book, uh, or should I say, George Floyd is is the first name. Well, second name that got added to the list last week is Alexei Navalny uh, from Russia. He is now officially a saint uh, as far as the left-wing loons and the moderate uh, rhino Republicans here in the United States are. He is an absolute saint, and they are just shocked and amazed that enemies of Putin and enemies of dictators in general get whacked. Well, and what they all don't realize is as they sit there and clutch their pearls in virtue signal of Alexei Navalny is what they don't realize is that Donald Trump is the Navalny of America, that they are politically perse persecuting right here. And they just don't get it. They don't see, you don't know, care. the similarity. They don't care. They don't. Yeah, frankly, they don't care. Yeah, that's right. Lots more to talk about with John Jackson, so stick around for another unwoke hour after this.